0: Bismillahir
1: Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to episode 3 of the Talking Deen podcast brought to you by Voice of the Ummah. My name is Majid, and my co host today are Brother Rash and Brother Aftab. Okay, so let's get on with the discussion today. SubhanAllah, we're getting close to Ramadan, and it's a time when Muslims are, are getting excited, and we're, we're, down, we're counting down now to Ramadan. And unfortunately, there's one topic that always arises at this time of the year, and that is the issue to do with moon sighting. And the debates begin, uh, and shall I say, sometimes even arguments uh, who's right, who isn't right. So, inshallah, this is something that we want to discuss today and with my panel. So, inshallah, to begin, I want to start off with a question uh, to you, Brother Rash. So, you know how I'm sure I certainly have had these discussions many times throughout these years. I'm sure you have as well. Um, How do you tackle this issue when you're speaking to people? Uh, Because at the end of the day, we'll see that... Muslims, um, especially people externally, sometimes there's a criticism that why is it that Muslims cannot unite for Ramadan or for Eid and sometimes it can even come across as embarrassing so when you're having these discussions with
0: people what is your take on this? To be fair, I think previously um, the case was very much of you get a bit of information in the earlier days maybe I'm talking maybe five, ten years ago you get a bit of information and you thought okay oh i think that's the right one so i'll i'll use that bit of information to prove why i am right and someone else is wrong and i think yes. in the past it was a little bit of that because it was the little bit of knowledge you had and you felt okay this is a important day and we should be really we should be starting together but at the same time you almost felt like okay why isn't everybody starting on the same day as me yeah, yeah. and that would be better all oh, that way we'd all be starting the same but the, i think the issue was originally everybody had that stance so actually in the last maybe number of years it's been more a case of thinking it's not about going who's right specifically and who's wrong it should be more about islamic unity so whenever someone asks me i try to pose that question back to them and say you know why are we even in this situation why are we even discussing right now who's right and who's wrong because actually if we look at it and we're going to discuss some of the evidences later on it's, it's more about making sure that we should be unified as an ummah rather than debating and and arguing, like you said, about who's right and wrong. So I've tried to take it back onto onto that side, rather than really going, okay, let's sit down and work out, you know, the the different the different reasons.
1: Well, Subhanallah, I think that is a, that is a better approach, because um, and myself included, you know, you exhausted a lot of time and effort and energy over the years. And sometimes even maybe the wasp kicks in, and you want to prove that you are right. And then, and unfortunately, the, the the issue is sometimes where even in the same household, we have the father doing uh, Eid and Ramadan on a separate day, and it sometimes comes to this. So at that stage, you know, uh, it, you can uh, sometimes maybe you're disappointed or maybe even angry, and you can come across in this way. But you're right. the The real question is. As Muslims, what we should ask is why is it every year we're having this we're having this discussion, and I think it boils down to the fact that uh, this is the result of disunity. Um, because if we look in the past, when the Ummah was united uh, under a single authority, we see that you know the announcement for Ramadan and Eid was done centrally, and then you know everyone else just followed suit. And I think that's the issue today. That's very important, and the one that we need to tackle is that: why is there disunity amongst the Muslims? So, do you have any thoughts
2: on that? I thought. I think there's a there's a number of ways of looking at this, and I think we we find ourselves in a unnatural situation of where know we've got an identity which is taking per taking more prominence before people refer, refer to them themselves as muslims <coughs> and that's usually down to local identities etc which is a situation that's being placed uh, placed upon us um, You mean like uh, by, by nationalities? Laws. Nationalities, yeah So uh, that, that's the first thing and I think the other thing that's happened is as a result of these groups that's uh, created be it at a national level or even uh, even more localized within communities within like certain areas and whether you know you're to a certain mosque or not the second point is that people have been given this idea that they don't have the ability to understand the rules of islam which i think is very dangerous and scary because this is one of the reasons why people have been scared to openly talk about issues like the moon sighting and what's on their mind and i think up until recently people have started to get a bit braver and started to talk about for example why is it that we're not fasting when People in Indonesia said that they've seen the move. But well, up until, like, last year or the year before, people were scared to talk about this stuff that was on their mind because they've been made to feel like they don't have the ability to understand these rules, and therefore they shouldn't be questioning people who they see as being in authority.
1: But also, would you not say that the 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 disunity in this respect, a uh, general disunity, disunity um, it. Actually benefits those who are against Islam Those who are against the Muslims Because you know, in reality uh, When for example uh, We have Hajj and My personal opinion is That if it was possible For the enemies of Islam For them to make another Kaaba somewhere else mm. uh, They would do their best to make sure That the Muslims don't even have Hajj at the same it's time exactly. Right Because the fact that anything That shows unity in the Ummah is tr- they're trying to erode at it mm, yeah. they're trying to remove it okay but in reality we know that we have one Allah we have one Quran we have one messenger you know and there's yeah. other things we have one hajj we have one mecca and all you know the kaaba and all these things so in fact when the issue of the moon sighting which is actually linked to the the more important issue of disunity in general what it does show it does show that um there's disunity but this disunity it shows it to be acceptable based on lines of nationalism so it seems like yes you are uh, bangladeshi and you are pakistani and you're indian or you are indonesian so it's fine for you to have your own thing going on where you are and it's sort
2: of made like this is fine this this is no problem I I agree with you, and I think up until the last few years, I think you could see it being prevalent like like that. Um, But I think what you're starting to see now is actually, just just go a step back, even though that, that was what was happening. During the actual month of Ramadan, the concept of brotherhood was still coming through strongly yeah. when people open their fast together, they, uh, they're at work with probably other Muslims who are from regardless of what background they are from, mm-hmm. they have this affiliation and asking people how, how's your fasting going and supporting each other and you know, whenever you go to the mosque regardless of whatever mosque you, you, you go to, whether you know, you're, you're travelling and you just turn up at a mosque and it's, it's our time and you'll be made to feel welcome regardless that these people have never yeah. seen you before so Ramadan is actually the month where the brotherhood and the Hajj is probably another example where the concept of brotherhood comes through yeah, very, very very strongly. So it's not uh, surprising then that these kind of uh, occasions is when divide is is is. Established or people try to establish divide, for example, on Hajj, when they keep Muslims from different areas completely separately exactly. to say you are different, yeah. and on Ramadan again, you know, actually, what group are you from? Oh, yeah, you fast on a different day, or yeah, yeah you don't follow this side because we, we follow this side. Yeah. So, you're right, I think people have tried to deliberately create that divide, but you can still see signs that people haven't embraced that divide, something's something there yeah. holding them back because it doesn't sit right with them. No, 100%. But what I was also saying is that. You know if
1: you, if you if you think about in reality the uh, in Islam there's the ummah should be under one state with one ruler and this is something which is uh, undisputed okay but what now happens here we're not even talking about provinces even if someone said this particular province to this province here we have countries and these countries are sometimes side by side right and 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 even though they're side by side sometimes because in those countries, Because of the governments, they announce that Ramadan and Eid is on a particular day. Okay, what it does, it reinforces that the Moroccans have an Eid, the Moroccans have a Ramadan, even though it's next, you know, it's next door to a country where the the the, in regards to the moon sighting, there should be no. It's not even a different province. What it does, in a way, it legitimizes what they're trying to do. Anyway, what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. is they're trying to. Legitimizes, but the point you made is a very
0: valid point. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, it's not working yeah. for the rush. One thing, just you reminded me from what you just said. You know, like you said, I think this issue in some in some societies and communities is more prevalent than others, yeah. and in some countries it's more prevalent than others. We see it here quite a bit. I don't know how much it is mm. in other places, but you know, like you give examples like Morocco, and I can give examples of like Bangladesh and stuff. And what sometimes happens is if the like if it's announced at the top, like the government announced it, there's some places that will just go, regardless of which opinion that I follow, it's been announced, let's do Eid, let's do Ramadan. Actually, that highlights that, you know, if there was somewhere centralised that says, it's Eid tomorrow or it's Ramadan tomorrow, Actually, people would do it, people would follow, because they've already come to the conclusion that, okay, someone's deciding that, someone's already gone through the evidence that someone said it's tomorrow, therefore we'll all do it. I think people would be prepared for that, Mm. but as you were saying, the whole concept of nation-states has made that very blurry.
1: Going back to your point, it's the authority. What you're saying is that when the authorities say it, people follow. And this is the point. If you had the Islamic authority and a single
2: authority, then we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, that's definitely. And I think this is why the discussion now then becomes where people actually have to understand what is actually required from us as Muslims, not just on this issue, but on on any issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, what differs us from every other religion out there is that for us, our way of life has already been ordained. Mm-hmm. Allah has already told us what we can and what we cannot do. Allah wa ta'ala says to us uh, in Surah Maida. Uh, where he says that uh, on this day I have completed my, I have bestowed my favour upon you and completed your deen so the deen is complete you know regardless of whether it was revealed provided to us 1400 years ago Allah knew what times we were going to come and live in but the deen has been provided for, it's established and the other premise that we need to refer people back to is uh, what we can and cannot take and where our mind plays a role and where it doesn't Mm. Allah has told us that you know Think, think about what is around you When you're coming to the understanding of what Islam is um, the, To the belief and in Islam proving the creator, yeah. creator uh, yeah. you know, These are signs for men of understanding Where Allah refers to the separation of night and day etc But once we come to Islam And we've established yes This is this the truth. from Allah yes. At that point Allah has laid down What our criteria is yeah. And he says in Surah Hashir where Allah SWT says Whatever the messenger has given you Take it But whatever he has forbidden or prohibited for you Abstain from it So our premise is already established that for the rules of Islam, or actually for everything that we do, we have to refer back to Islam. And at this point, Allah has told us that, yeah, whatever the messenger has given you, accept it. And whatever he has prohibited for you, abstain from it. And that's what we need to take Muslims back to, whether we're discussing this issue or any other issue. I think, you
0: know, I would even say it's part of that, is the fact that we've come to the point where, maybe we're accepting the status quo a little bit. You know, because we're accepting, you'll see, you'll speak to Muslims in Western nations now, and their mindset is very much a case of, well, we're probably going to be living here forever. Our kids are going to be here forever. Their kids are going to be here forever. So let's establish something that's going to give us some rules for here. Rather than thinking, actually, that's being pragmatic to the extent that it becomes un-Islamic. Because you're not saying, well, let's take the rulings... And the and the laws from Islam, let's actually go, because our reality is so drastically different, let's not even think about what Islam says about this, let's try and implement solutions for ourselves here. And like you said, you can do that to an extent on certain things. You can't do that on things that Allah has already decided and the Prophet ﷺ has already decided for us. And that's where it becomes very dangerous.
1: Alhamdulillah. So I think it's it's quite evident. That um, the issue is, is far deeper than just moon sighting, um, and it's more to do with the issue to do with disunity and the absence of uh, of a central authority to unite around. But in regards to Ramadan itself, I think it's important to understand that um, the issue we're discussing, moon sighting, isn't dependent on a single authority as such. Um, and what we need to, because what we're talking about here really is the beginning of a calendar month you know when i was when i was younger to me ramadan was it was this this special the special time but only when i you know became more wiser did i realize that this was actually just another month in the islamic ca- uh, calendar okay so in regards to the methodology of uh, arriving at uh, when the the beginning of the month is and uh, when eid begins i think it's very important at this stage to, and, uh, to emphasize I think what brother Uttar made a point That we need to uh, Refer back To the Quran And the Sunnah For this methodology Because sometimes A lot of the arguments You hear They are uh, Either uh, Scientific uh, Or they are Opinions By some Learned people But I think They're very important It's important To go back To the Quran And the Sunnah And in reality If we look at the the time of the messenger of and we look at the revelation we see that even at the time of the of the ansar uh, you know the, some of the greatest muslims to have ever lived even they had issues at the time of when muhammad salam, was alive when they almost went to war again mm-hmm. right and the prophet salam, told them that you know you have to Hold on to the rope of Allah and be united. And the rope of Allah is the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet So it's very important that if we're speaking about there's an issue about moon sighting or generally disunity, it's very important that we have to acknowledge that the reference point to keep us together can only be the Qur'an and Sunnah and not nationalism, not tribalism or any other isms. So it has to come from the Quran and Sunnah. I think that's that's maybe the first point. And some of the examples of the ayats you gave, they're very clear. The Prophet said, you know, take from what he has brought and reject from what he hasn't. And these are the principles that don't allow us to delve out of the the realm of the the Quran and the Sunnah into our own opinions or adopting things from uh, Western ideology. We We are restricted to uh, to Islam, so you know. In regards to the issue about referring back to the Quran and Sunnah, I don't think we will find many Muslims that are going to differ on this. Okay, but at the same time, especially when there's the moon sighting issue, you'll you come across many opinions, or whether you can call them opinions, uh, in regards to um, other methodologies of when you follow, uh, when you, you know, when you start Ramadan and when you end Ramadan and so on. So, in view of the Quran and the Sunnah, I think it's a good time to discuss, you know, what is the correct methodology for us to be arriving at the beginning of Ramadan and um, the beginning, well, the start of uh, the Eid festivals. So, inshallah, to any of the any of you guys, I want to throw that, that
0: question out. Well, just to add, uh, kind of at the beginning, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail. One thing is to add... I've been doing a little bit of reading recently as well, is that this concept of, you know, obviously we live in a very scientifically driven world today. We live in a very scientifically driven world. True. So it, the emphasis has very much been on, okay, we have better technologies, we have microscopes, so we have all of these tools, so why not use them better to make life easier for us? Yeah. And naturally, I think we discussed it a little bit previously, even the previous podcasts, that yes... You know, it's important to take technologies that can make life easier for us in terms of making our practicing of our deen easier for us. Yeah. But the issue is, in terms of the the moon sighting, in terms of and you've simplified it for us even more. Is it's not even about moon sighting for Eid and Ramadan. It's about moon sighting for the start of a month. It's a month. It's a month. It's a calendar month. Yeah. yeah? So there's an issue between the comparison between a scientific month or an astronomical month and the start <coughs> of a month. For the Islamic calendar, because and the difference is okay. that when you start a calendar month from an Islamic perspective, okay. it's a case of what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi has told Allah. us that you wait to see the moon, and if it's a cloudy day, then you complete the thirty. Yeah, so that's not astronomical, as in that's not based on astronomy. There, that's based on on someone's testimony. That's based on someone looking and going, okay, I can see the moon, or I can. It's based on sighting. No. Okay. The fact that you can calculate it only comes into play based on when the Prophet ﷺ sure. is saying to us that, you know, then calculate it for the purpose of saying, okay, we've got to the 29th day, we're now looking for it, let's calculate it now. So it's, the calculation is a secondary bit. The initial bit is a case of citing for the start of a calendar month, putting aside Eid and putting aside Ramadan. So, I think this is very important because what's happened is because we're now thinking very scientifically, yeah. we've forgotten the fact that the advice of the messenger himself is very much a case of you've got something which is an Islamic month, not necessarily an astronomical calendar yeah. month, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, so I think that's important to just a couple, of, a couple of
1: points to, to bounce off from what you said is that uh, first, first um, misunderstanding people may have is that at that time, people could do calculations. You know how advanced the Egyptians were at the time mm-hmm. of Pharaoh? If you read into it, uh, even up until today, they still can't work out how the, they built the pyramids. The pyramids but if yeah. you look at how the pyramids are placed and stuff like this, you'll see that there's a lot of wisdom in that, right? Um, but in regards to the uh, the point you made about the, um, the scientific element to it, mm. what people don't understand is that the month begins... Not at the birth of the new moon yeah. is when it's sighted. It's sighted exactly. So, what you're right, so you know, using all these uh, calculations, people say the moon could not have been born or it was born, etc. etc. But the issue to do is with the sighting and going on to your, the, the hadith and the message salam, that if you look for it on the 29th night, if you don't see it because it's cloudy, you do an extra day. Now, it could be that the moon has actually been born exactly. okay right and the next day should really be the first okay but it isn't the first the first is two days time because the issue is to do with the uh sighting so i think just to sort of move on an important point and inshallah you guys can hopefully elaborate is what we hear a lot when it comes down to moon sighting and you mentioned it a few times is you mentioned testimony yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned witnessed, and you mentioned sighting of the moon. So this boils down to the testimony. So what what do we want to uh, mention about the testimony? Because this is a very important aspect, I think, in the whole discussion.
2: So I think it comes back down to uh, again, let's refer back to Islam now, um, to the uh, to Muhammad Sallam and um, what Allah has ordered us. So in origin, every Muslim is trustworthy because they've taken that, uh, they've you know, they've, they've sworn by Allah that, you know, we bear witness that Allah is uh, the Creator and Muhammad is, is the messenger. So as soon as someone takes a shahada, they they are trustworthy. And this is something that's been established through the practice of Muhammad So on the moon sighting issue, for example, when Bedouins would come up to Muhammad Salam awesome. and say, uh, you know, we've seen the moon, the first question that Muhammad would ask them is, do you bear witness that um, mm-hmm. there is one God that Allah is, is the creator yeah. and they would say yes and the Muslim would ask them that you know do you bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and, and they would say, if they said yes then Muhammad would accept what they've given yeah. so here the premise has already been established by Muslim, so Muslim in origin is trustworthy uh, and then this is actually executed in everything that happens in, uh, in, in judicial matters as well where the judge would accept the testimony of a person unless a reason has been given for them not to be trustworthy and again this has to come from sharia as well this is not just us using our own mind this is sharia dictates who is trustworthy who isn't so someone who has been committed of a crime someone who's been known to be a liar uh, and even extension whereby a wife cannot give testimony for her husband vice versa a father for the son the son for the father or an employee for the employer in an issue that's related to employment and these are the issues where testimony is not accepted
0: because Allah is already recognising there could be bias there so we need to make sure we take testimony as independently as possible so he's already clarified from us where we can take testimony Allah Allah has done it, Allah Allah has told us
2: that this is where you can't accept it Mm. so anything else where these exceptions haven't been given we cannot use our own mind and say right we're going to use it in this situation
1: so basically what you're saying Is if somebody was to testify on a particular matter, and you had no good reason to doubt his testimony, that you cannot reject his testimony.
2: You cannot reject it. And if
1: you did, what would that imply? That
2: you're You're questioning questioning their their integrity. Yeah.
0: You're saying that the oath that they made. You're questioning that in itself. And this is why it's important to compare that testimony aspect to the scientific aspect, isn't it? Because now you're saying that the. To start the calendar month, to start Ramadan, to declare Eid, Mm. is actually based on this testimony. It's not based on specifically when scientifically the moon is possible to be sighted. If it was, then the Hadith would mention these things, wouldn't it? Instead, the evidences all dictate that actually Mm. it's more to do with someone cites it, and as long as you can't question them in their faith for whatever reason, or as long as there is no bias there for the conditions yeah. that Allah has provided, then you take their testimony and you take it at face value, and then you start based on that day.
1: Yes, yeah, Subhanallah,
0: and I which think, is really simple as well. It makes it simplifies the whole argument as well. You know, if you if you
1: were to look at uh, the uh, contracts contract system and 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 a uh, different. Aspects of Islam, whether it's the social system, you'll see the rules are very simple Islam hasn't come Islam has actually come to make things very simple okay? Because it deals with human issues And if it doesn't need to be complicated It doesn't need to be complicated But what you see is actually We overcomplicate the issues ourselves I mean from the hadith The Prophet said Do not fast until you cite the crescent And do not stop fasting until you cite it If it is cloudy, then calculate it Okay uh Ibn Umar anh, said, uh, I heard the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi say, if you cite it then break fast, and if it's cloudy, then calculate about it. Fast when you cite it, and when you cite it, you know, and if it's cloudy, then complete the count of Shaban. Okay. So that principle is actually uh, very simple. Okay. And I think something that's really important as well is that throughout the throughout the, the, the years and throughout the ages. Muslims understood that when it says uh, "do not fast until" or, or "do not break your fast until," this is a command to the entire ummah. Yes. Okay, the Prophet Wasallam here is commanding the the entire ummah, and this ummah is not divided like it is today in the on, in the geographical sense. Okay, so when the when the it's announced. That the moon has been sighted, then it's binding on Muslims to accept it. And in fact, you know, some people may argue that, you know, uh, at that time, there may have been times when it was done differently. Okay, this could be down to the fact that there was time issues and the, it takes a certain time to get from one place to another. In fact, today, subhanAllah, with this simple principle we said before, and the added technology of the fact that Today, one message from in, in, a, in a second can be on the other side of the world. This should be so
0: much easier. Yeah, it should make it easier, rather than where we have found in history, if there was days where things were done on a different day, yeah. you could understand it, because maybe the message to get from one place on the globe to another place... Would have taken time, and therefore testimony yeah. to pass from one place to another will have taken a degree of time. So, understandably, they did it, or may have done it on different days. Whereas today, mm. that we can't use that excuse if it's I, cited in one place, we'll know about it everywhere.
1: And the issue of the testimony, I think, what it boils down to is the fact that now what we have is, and, and you, I think I think it has to be said like this: you have the sunnah versus. Um, uh, calculations or science. Oh, yeah. It's probably a better way, yeah, right? Yeah. Because what you have is you have a Muslim saying testifying Muslims or Muslim, okay, generally even one Muslim is enough because of the Hadith the Bedouin yeah. But just say Muslims because whenever it's, uh, it's uh, seen it's be seen by many many people, okay? Is that what you're saying the argument is is that no, it's not possible for it to have been because of the calculations so that boils down to the issue is that on what basis do we reject? the same way if you if you go to a meat shop and you go to a meat shop and you're buying the meat there the halal meat you're not asking that guy for a video of you seeing the you sacrifice, the, him sacrifices yeah. the animal you do it based on the trust. trust he's trust. he's a muslim by default you don't even ask brother is the meat halal here yeah. this would yeah. be a huge insult yeah exactly you, you know, are, i know a brother you're questioning that. i know yeah. a brother who in in the haram you know, he was going to places like you know you got some shops around the like KFC and stuff, and he was going there and asking the the shopkeepers, "Is this halal?" People getting angry. <laughs> so in the same way, if if you wouldn't question someone a, a, a person selling meat, then on that basis, when it's announced, and and this is actually a, probably a good point to mention the fact that you know a lot of times is not not all the time, but sometimes it's announced by just say in Saudi Arabia, okay, and what people Maybe uh, disagree with it because there are problems with Saudi Arabia and Wahhabism and etc. etc. But the reality is, is as brother Aftharba, we you know because we've been there, we've spoken to people, local people there. The reality is, is that it's seen by normal people, and then they go to the courts, and then when it's verified, then it's announced.
2: I think that's a really good point uh, because uh, you know. People automatically refer to Saudi Arabia just on regardless of which other countries have the side of the moon. Um, and you know, I wouldn't take something which impacts whether I go to Jannah or Jahannam from the Saudi government, just like I wouldn't take it from any government in the world. Yeah, that trust is not there. But we have to separate the people, the Muslims who live in these countries, who are the ones giving the testimony from the ones who announce it um And therefore, it comes back down to what you were saying: the testimony of a Muslim has already been established. Mm. The Shahada is there, and that's when these people who have seen the moon go to the court and declare it. And the other issue that uh, I just want to bring in is that I can't remember a situation where it has only been Muslims in Saudi Arabia who have seen the moon. Mm. The testimony comes from a number of countries. But it's always talked about Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, like they're the you know the mouthpiece of the Muslim world for some for some reason, which they're not. They they're not no not
0: at I think where that's come from, and I've seen some videos and things in the past where it's very much like where Saudi Arabia will have announced it, then they've subsequently looked at scientific calculation and gone, there's no way at all the moon could have been sighted because it wasn't physically, scientifically possible. So it does, to an extent, bring into question that nation announcing it. But hopefully that clarifying the fact that it's based on testimony should eradicate that because it's... Almost, it's good in a way that people are questioning Saudi because we know their yeah. their reputation precedes them. You know, you the wouldn't give the, governments, the government the government yeah. you wouldn't give them any degree of credibility with what they're doing in the likes of yeah. Yemen and places yeah. like that. But at the same time, what ends up happening is, say for instance, it's seen in Indonesia, but at the same time, it's also yeah. seen in Saudi, and then you're doing it on that day. Everybody's like, "Oh, you're doing it on that yeah. day because you follow Saudi." But that shouldn't be the, yeah. the the understanding or even the Should reaction.
2: We? We? Because I think last year, the first sighting was in uh, Malaysia. The year before, I think it was yeah. in Indonesia. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I think it boils down to the uh, the, the issue of testimony mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that if people announce it, then on what basis do we have to refuse it? In, in, the, in the same way, uh, when we place our trust in someone selling halal meat to us, it's possible, it's possible that um, it's not halal. But for me, it's halal because I followed the, sh- the, the Sharia rulings on, and I have have trusted my brother. Yeah. So it may well be that in a certain place, it was wrong. Yeah. Okay, it could possibly be. But from my point of view, if it's been announced, on what basis do I go away from the principles of the, the Sunnah mm-hmm. and base it on calculations when there has been many, many reports by Muslims announcing they have seen it and that's something which i cannot do because that would be going against the the sunnah and the teaching of the messenger and also you know in regards to the calculations it's important to mention a hadith where the prophet said we are an illiterate ummah we do not write and we do not calculate the month is such and such meaning sometimes it is 29 and sometimes it is 30 you know subhanallah and this can be found in bukhari it's very famous so the prophet sallam, not because the fact that they were illiterate in the sense like at that time nobody could read or write and not because and not because and actually the jewish they were astronomy and stuff like this they were very advanced so this is not the issue at that time the prophet when he was in medina he could probably approached uh, approach the jews and said actually you know to make us more accurate can you please help us identify when when the month starts that was never the case. Um, so, if there's any, if there's any, inshallah, any other points, I think we should maybe start thinking about bringing it
2: to uh, to to a, a conclusion. I, I just want to add to this calculation point, whereby uh, you, you're right. You, I fully agree with everything you said. Even when people use scientific observatory um, calculations now or their opinions, these are calculations. This is a fact, this isn't someone saying that look, we are there and the moon cannot be seen This is a calculation based upon someone sitting in a certain place in the world, referring to another place in the world And for this, regardless of how accurate it may be, Muhammad Sallallahu has categorically addressed it Saying that we do not use this method
1: Of course, and, and if you want to bring it down to a very simple level Is one Muslim is saying I've seen it, and the other
0: Muslim who's not even there is saying no you haven't Exactly that, that, that's, that, that, yes. that is That's, that's really what yeah. And your comparison With the halal meat type thing Is is a good comparison Because what you're saying is If that person said it is And he's <laughs> Sweared to say That he's a Muslim And he's given His shahada Then you you believe Bro him. you don't even ask him You bro. don't ask him You don't question him You
1: don't ask him You know he's Muslim And he might not even have A halal sign outside his butchers mm-hmm. You know he's Muslim And you're going to go in And you very casually is going to order me meat And go home and cook it And eat it And you're not going to be worried You're not going to be You know uh, losing sleep yeah. thinking like, was it halal or was it not halal you know uh, and I think that's important so so inshallah to sort of conclude
0: is there any, any uh, anything else you guys want to add just to clarify one little bit of a point is you know this idea that once it's cited that there are people would probably agree with most of what's been said in terms of testimony but sometimes there's a bit of disagreement in terms of locality mm-hmm. so people will say the testimony of one person over in one place that means they've seen it they can start their aid Or they can start their Ramadan. But then I need to also have testimony for my locality. And I think this is a a bit of confusion as well. So we need to clarify that confusion by understanding that the mainstream madhabs all agreed that when it was decided in one place that it was binding on everybody. There's one moon. There's one one birth of a moon, it's been cited, therefore it starts. It's not this case of, I I therefore need to cite it in my locality as well, even though citing and testimony is the methodology in itself. So that's where, even if people agree with the testimony aspect, they sometimes are either confused or get duped to an extent to say that, oh, okay, I now also need to cite it here in my locality. And I think there's even a... I think there's a hadith that is used that... um, I think some of the, the main madhabs disputed. So it must have been a weak hadith. It's to, the one to do with the fact that... Let me
2: just quickly read it. Um, I think it was the example of uh, Ibn Abbas. Yeah, you might remember it. Yeah, I think I it, this was a, a situation where Ibn Abbas uh, rejected um, the sighting in uh, Syria. Muawiyah. Oh, mu- 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 no, it's Muawiyah, Syria. Syria. And... Um, and Ibn Abbas says, uh, and and this is a very good example actually because what we refer to here is hadith so far Mm. Uh, and Ibn Abbas was referring to what he understood from Muhammad so it was his opinion based upon what he thought Muhammad had said Mm. Um, and uh, he rejected uh, the sighting from from Syria and I mean you you can make your point but just on this example we've already addressed this issue because Muhammad already addressed this issue so we have an example from Muhammad yeah. where he did one thing, and then we got a Sahaba who's doing something different. Yeah. So in that situation, which one would you accept? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, was, and I think even there's the one that says if it if it's cited in the east, it should be accepted in the west. Isn't it even Ahmad Razaabir said something like that as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ahmad Razaabir.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ahmad yeah, yeah. He said that if it's if it's if it's cited on the in the east or the west, one or the other, yeah, yeah. then it's binding on, on the, the Muslims
0: in, in the west. Exactly. And I think the main point is. At the end of the day, it's, there's one moon. If it's been cited, it's, yeah. it's binding on everybody. So I just wanted to raise that because even if people take the testimony aspect, they sometimes think, okay, I'll take that. But what if I still have to cite point. it myself?
2: Or yeah, you know, I mean
1: that 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 goes back down to the you know uh, when's your Eid or mm-hmm. when's your Ramadan when yeah, starting. Exactly. You know, uh, that's just that's just that's a silly, yeah, unfortunately, Eid. you know. But uh, but yeah, SubhanAllah uh, if there's nothing else, you guys want to add. I think it's important just to uh, remember that, uh, you know, the discussion here isn't one of those where normally we want to shoot down people. We're speaking here because we have concerns for the Ummah and it's important because the, the same issue uh, occurs every year, the same debate. It's important that what we do is we focus it on the root problem and that's the, the disunity of the Ummah in the sense that we don't have a, a central authority. Emotionally the Ummah is united Politically we are not You know and I think that's something which is really important that we need to understand as well And you know in the coming days it's important we have this discussion And we always try to refer back to the Qur'an Well we always refer to Qur'an and Sunnah Because this is the only uh, the source that can unite those who are disunited um, and So if there's nothing else
0: you guys want to add inshallah ta'ala I would probably just say, I think the message needs to be that when we discuss with people, when this topic comes up, utilise this topic as a way of highlighting the disunity of the Ummah. If we utilise it to highlight the disunity of the Ummah, then maybe people's questions and narratives will move away from, oh, am I right? Am I wrong? Or am I right? Or are they right? To, okay, why is this problem? Why is this problem even a problem? and how do we solve it and I think maybe then at least we can move the narrative towards what the solution for it is rather than constantly you know having these debates year after year
1: okay Jazakallah for listening Uh, if you're listening via podcast or watching on YouTube Jazakallah for my panel and inshallah ta'ala anything good we've said is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and any mistake we've made is purely from ourselves and inshallah ta'ala we look forward to uh, bringing more episodes for you and keep us in your du'as. And inshallah we will see you in the holy month of Ramadan. If Allah wills. Assalamu
0: alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi